Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We have 12 Charlotte Sports Fellows visiting Sports Business Journal's office today here in Charlotte. Well, they will have a tour, discussion, and lunch. This is part of the Charlotte Difference Makers Sports Fellowship, which is a professional development program that started in May with 12 fellows from local colleges receiving on-site access and professional experience across various sports organizations here in Charlotte, including Sports Business Journal. Every week, they visit one of the organizations, and today, we are excited they will be visiting with our team. And this is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, June 22nd. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. Boy, another shock to the golf industry came yesterday with reports that Brooks Kepka will be the latest player to join Live Golf. Kepka has already withdrawn from the Travelers Championship where he was scheduled to play. Now, we know his brother already plays on the Live Golf Series, but as recently as two weeks ago, Brooks Kepka was still telling people he was not interested in leaving the PGA Tour. So this is big news. As soon as it broke, I received calls and texts from a number of leading executives asking what I knew and who was next and what would the PGA Tour do in response. Remember, Live Golf will hold its second event outside Portland, Oregon on June 30th. And Brooks Kepka is expected to play there. And this is another step for Live Golf's quest for legitimacy. Meanwhile, Abraham Anser of Mexico, he's 31 years old. He's ranked 20th in the men's world rankings, also committed to Live Golf. So this is big because the narrative around Live Golf has been that it's for older players or players who can no longer hold their PGA Tour card and remain on the tour. But we're seeing more and more defections of players who are still strong on the tour, such as Kepka and Anser. So again, another shot in the arm for Live Golf. So what does the PGA Tour plan to do? Well, players and agents held a meeting with Commissioner Jay Monahan yesterday in Connecticut before the Travelers Championship, and Monahan reportedly laid out a blueprint for a response from the tour. He will formally meet the media today, but it looks like, according to reports, the the tour will lay out a plan for more money and a tighter schedule. So part of that plan is eight events with limited fields, no cuts, and increased money for the top players. So that is exactly the model around Live Golf. Well, not exactly, but it's in that theme, and it's what players want. The top players want, obviously, more money and less play, giving them more time off. So we'll see Jay Monahan's response today, but I'll just tell you, this story continues to be one of the most talked about in sports business. Let's shift to another big story, and that's NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. He will testify today, Wednesday at 11 a.m. remotely 
in front of a House committee about the league's investigation into the workplace culture of the Washington Commanders. This comes as Commanders owner Dan Snyder will be in France. He has refused to participate in the hearing. Now, the House committee will also present the findings of its investigation into allegations of misconduct within the Commanders' workplace and also criticism of the NFL's handling of that investigation. Now, Goodell will be the only witness, and then the evidence presented by the committee during the hearings is expected to address the commander's uh, alleged use of non-disclosure agreements and other details. Now, expect the congressional members to go hard after Goodell, and as usual, expect Goodell to bear the brunt of the criticism and protect one of the league's owners. That's been the MO for years. Now, the key to me will be in the details of the committee's findings and really the long tail of how this could impact Dan Snyder's already uh, marginalized standing within the NFL. Now, this hearing comes as the Washington Post is reporting today that a team employee accused Dan Snyder of sexually harassing and assaulting her in 2009 three months before the team agreed to pay her a $1.6 million confidential settlement. So the Post reported that Dan Snyder denied the women's allegations and the team's investigation accused her of fabricating her claims as part of an extortion attempt. But this comes amid Goodell appearing before Congress and adds more drama to an already very tense situation for the NFL. Let's move on. While the final numbers are in for the Tokyo Summer Games and the official price tag for last July's delayed Summer Games was $13 billion. That was twice what was forecasted in 2013 when Tokyo was awarded the games. Now, the cost of $13 billion is lower than the $15 billion, which was estimated when the Olympics ended in July. Now, who pays for this? Well, the Japanese government, primarily the city of Tokyo, will cover 55% of the total expenses, around $7 billion. The local organizing committee covered around $6 billion, while the IOC covered about $1.3 billion, and the rest were some other funds. Now, they said not having fans at the games, that cost Tokyo organizers at least $800 million in ticket revenue. But the bottom line is $13 billion to produce the Tokyo Summer Games. It will go down as one of the most expensive Olympic games ever. A couple of interesting things from SBJ newsletters last night. SBJ's Ben Fisher reported that the NFLPA has started its formal process of finding a successor to longtime executive director Demora Smith. Now, they have retained the search firm Russell Reynolds Associates to develop a short list of candidates. Now, there is no timeline on when D. Smith may depart the NFLPA, but 11-member executive committee will discuss the matter at meetings today on Wednesday. D. Smith has served as executive director of the NFLPA since he was elected in 2009 to replace Gene Upshaw, who had died the previous year. But the NFLPA now setting out a roadmap to find a new executive director to replace D. Smith. SBJ's Terry Lefton reported that Coca-Cola 
will replace Pepsi as the Chicago Cubs soft drink sponsor. This comes as Pepsi has been an official partner of the Cubs for more than 20 years at Wrigley Field. But the new deal between Coca-Cola and the Chicago Cubs begins at Wrigley next season. Terry Lefton also reports that the agency Wasserman has won the right to consult and handle E.J. Gallo's new NFL sponsorship, beating out a number of agencies to win the business with Allied Sports, the reported runner-up in the bid. Wasserman's assignment, according to Terry Lefton, will be to convince football fans that Sunday football can be a wine occasion and not just one for beer. As an aside, I'll admit I like an occasional glass of Chardonnay after my NFL Sunday, so that's Wasserman's task to convince Sunday football fans that Sunday Fun Day can be a wine day for the NFL. And finally, the NACTA convention starts on Sunday in Las Vegas. As we all know, the NACTA convention, the largest gathering of college leaders in the intercollegiate sports space, SBJ's Michael Smith will be there, and he reported last night that the concept of football breaking away from the NCAA is growing momentum among leaders in college sports, and athletic directors in recent weeks have described more energy behind that concept of moving FBS football out from under the NCAA's umbrella, and many believe that this move could happen quicker than we think. Michael Smith, I'm sure, will report on that as he will be on site at NACTA in Las Vegas starting on Sunday. So a lot of news in sports business on this Wednesday, June 22nd. That is your morning buzzcast. I'm Abe Madcor. Until I speak to you tomorrow, stay healthy, be good to each other, and have a great day. Welcome to Irvine, California where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.